Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Everything here is so clear you can see it. And everything here is so real you can feel it. Everything here is so clear, you can see it, and everything here is so real, you can feel it. This month, ostensibly, while we've been doing the five principles and the fall renewal, and uh, we, we have had a theme that we've been working with, and that theme is clarity, the idea of clarity. How do we encourage and, and, and engage in clarity in our lives? Because clarity, I think, is a thing when we lift the veil and our eyes are opened, what we find is only magnificence. That's what I think we find when we are engaged in that clarity. Everything here is so clear, you can see it. Everything here is so real, you can feel it. And feeling is what it all boils down to. The feeling of the divine feeling of the divine essence, and that is who and what we are. You know, we, we, I talked about a lot last week and the weeks prior and the years prior, and for in my entire ministry, I have been talking about the need to move beyond the intellect, to move beyond just reading about this stuff and truly embodying the principles we teach. And ultimately, the major principle we teach is love only. And how are we choosing to embody love only in our expression and experience? And I'll tell you what has happened for me in the embodiment of love only. And I want to also let you know. I have moments. This is going to be shocking. I have moments where I get knocked off the platform. Anyone else have moments where they get knocked off the platform? You know, what the, you, know what, you, you know what you do in those cases? You get yourself right back to love only. You recognize it, you understand it, you say that's in the past, it no longer has any effect on me moving forward, and I choose here and now love only. And what this has done for me is it has enhanced the quality of my life, and I have lived a happier life because of it. And so I ask you a question today. What is happiness? Think for a moment. What is happiness? I'm not, it is a rhetorical question. I'm not asking for answers right now. But I want you to focus on what comes up for you in answering, in answering that question. What is happiness? How would you describe it? And how do you know when you're happy? You feel it. You feel it. Happiness is, is an authentic contentment with your present moment experience. That's what I think happiness is. It is authentic contentment with my present moment experience. I was asked this morning by someone who has uh, come back to our community after an absence for a bit of time, how my Camino walk went. And, what did, and, and, and I was asked an interesting question, and nobody has asked this question, and it, it put me on the spot because I had to think about it. I was asked, what, were the, what are the three lessons I learned on the Camino? What are the three lessons I learned on the Camino? Well, one is the lesson I offered right when I got back, which is be where your feet are. Be right where you are. Also, the way always provides. The way always provides. But really, this idea of present moment experience is one of the things that I brought back in a, in a, in a very deep way. 
allowing myself to be fully present in any given moment without worrying anymore about the past or being in anxiety about the future. I don't need to worry about that stuff. I am truly happy when I'm living in the here and now. How about you? Because here's the thing. Happiness is not something I'm going to get to in the future. Happiness is not something that I've left behind in the past. Happiness is right here, right now. And that song, that beat, that groove, right? The vibe seems to shine with joy. And I cannot help but smile when I sing it. Greening in the grass is a gas, baby, can you feel it? I dig it, dig it. That's the word, yes. It goes beyond the intellect, it goes beyond the intellect to have an experience of joy, to touch that inner light. Happiness is the emanation of that inner light. It's not a choice. What? Happiness is not a choice? No, it's not. Happiness is the emanation of your inner light. Unhappiness is a choice. But happiness is your natural state of being. Can you dig it? I mean, whether we know it or not, whether we know it or not, we are choosing to be unhappy. And unhappiness, that choice, it's a major hindrance to a quality experience of life. And oftentimes that decision, that decision to be unhappy, it's made below the level of our, our, our awareness. I don't think any of us is out there actually actively going, I think I'm going to choose to be unhappy today. <laughs> Some of us are. But so much happens below the level of our awareness, and we are making choices below the level of our awareness that are rooted in an unhappy life, and it's all choices. So what decision are you going to make today? Are you going to decide to be happy? That may not be a rhetorical question. Are you going to decide to be happy? Yes. Yes. The desire to change circumstances is oftentimes the thing that leads to unhappiness, because I want to fix everything out there. And as soon as everything is in alignment, if, if everything were just so... Do you ever hear yourself saying this? If everything were just so, well, then I could be happy. Fixing circumstances, adjusting circumstances is not the path to happiness. Happiness is a decision in the here and now. And what happens when you decide to be happy is the circumstances conform to your frame of mind. In this frame of mind, we actually relinquish the power that circumstances have. Circumstances can have a great grip on us. But circumstances will never change until we reclaim our own sense of divine power. In Genesis, it is written that God gave humanity dominion. Now, in Scripture, it says it gave dominion over everything, right? It's not that God gave dominion over the things. God gave us dominion over our own minds and the relationship we have to those things. So if you are finding yourself in the circumstances that are challenging, anyone ever experienced challenging circumstances? You have dominion over your mind in terms of how you relate to the challenge. How will you decide to relate to the challenge? Everything comes down to decision. Everything comes down to a choice. Everything. When an idea changes in mind, the form always follows. That is fundamental to our teaching. When we change our idea in mind, and even deeper than that, when we change our ideas at the heart level, 
the form follows, but it's easy to get stuck. Oh, oh. Myrtle Fillmore wasn't having it. When people would write her letters, she would say this. She wrote this in a healing letter. The only reason for some folks seeming to be old and weak and inactive is their persistence in thinking the same old thoughts and getting into ruts and failing to make use of the good things provided for their needs. She, she did not mess around. She called it like she saw it. She said, you must change your frame of mind. You must change your frame of mind. That's what we're here to do. That's why we come to these spiritual centers. These new thought spiritual centers are here to say, you are in charge of your mind, and if you decide to change your mind, you can live a greater quality of life. So what if we decided today to give up going through life and decided that we today are constantly growing through life? Isn't it time that we did that? Isn't it time that we finally stood forth and said, I am going to grow through life. I am not going to be swayed by the circumstances any longer. How might that change the experience of our circumstances when we decide once and for all that we are ready to wake up? That we are ready to wake up. Are you ready to wake up? Because when we are awake, that is how we advance. Now, I know we talk a lot about, you know, going on our silent retreats and going on a spiritual retreat and all that. I actually don't like the word retreat for those kinds of experiences. That's why I'm grateful that my friends in Hawaii call it the sacred journey. Because when we are talking about retreating, what we're actually, I think, talking about is waking up so that we can advance. And Raymond Charles Barker wrote it this way, awakened minds are not seeking to retreat, but to advance. Are you ready to advance today? Yeah. Raymond Charles Barker, by the way, who was a minister in New York um, at the same time that Eric Butterworth, from whom you read, was a minister in New York, and I think I've told you this before, that they both had their ministries at Lincoln Center. One was in Avery Fisher Hall, one was in Alice Tully Hall, which were right across the plaza from each other. And so every Sunday you could get new thought there or you could get new thought there. <laughs> Didn't matter which door you went in, you were going to get something good. Raymond Charles Barker is one of my favorite writers too, by the way. Um, this Oh, it, it's not there anymore. The quote comes from The Power of Decision, which, if you know me, it's always the book that I recommend first and foremost. If you are new to this teaching, I recommend The Power of Decision. We only have three copies in the bookstore today. <laughs> An awakened mind is rooted in the realization that material things will never make you happy. We sell ourselves a bill of goods to think the material world will make us happy. You cannot derive happiness from the things out there. Happiness is an inside job. Your ideas make you happy. Your thinking makes you happy. And you are a thinker, right? Yeah. And the rest of you? <laughs> Here's the thing about thinkers. Thinkers take action. They're not, and they don't take action in a rote or mechanical way because rote thinking, rote thinking is rooted in the past and we all exist where? Here and now. This is where we exist. So are you ready to take action in a new way, perhaps, than you have ever taken action before? Rooted in the understanding of your idea of identity, which I hold firm in my heart, your identity is divine. Your identity is God. The whole of you is divine. The whole of you is God. There is no separation. There is only magnificence flowing in, as, and through you. 
So rote thinking is rooted in the past. It's old ideas. We are a philosophy that is rooted in new thought, constantly creating new ideas to have new experiences and, new, and develop new circumstances in our lives. That's how we develop a higher quality of life. So how might we keep in circulation? Because today's message is called Keeping in Circulation. How might we keep in circulation? Regardless of our perception of circumstances, how might we keep in circulation? And those circumstances, that, 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 that perception is usually counterproductive. Oftentimes it's counterproductive, and it is all in our perception. In 2008, I met a woman named Catherine. And I met her just a few weeks before she made her transition. When I, when I met her, she was in the final stages of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. She was completely confined to a mobilized wheelchair, and basically all she could do was move her eyes at that point. But you could see in her eyes that despite her set of circumstances, she was keeping in circulation. She had been diagnosed exactly one year before. She was a singer, a dancer. She was vibrant and active only one year before. One year from there to being completely confined in a wheelchair and only really able to move her eyes. But you could see it. You could see that she was still shining her light irrespective of the circumstances. From diagnosis to her transition was one year. Despite circumstances, she lived her life to the fullest by not identifying or defining herself by a diagnosis or a disability. I want you to hear that. By not identifying herself by a diagnosis or a disability, she lived a quality life because she knew that life, a quality life, was not limited to a diagnosis or a disability. Many of us, some of us, I don't know many, I don't, I, I don't know. Sometimes I make these claims. Many of us, I don't know. There are people in this room who are living lives that you don't know about that are living diagnoses that you don't know about, that are living disabilities that you don't know about. And then there are those who may not have those experiences in their lives. Here's the thing. What I have oftentimes experienced is those people who have that experience oftentimes are living a greater quality of life, those with a diagnosis or the disability, because they're saying, you know what? This is it, and I'm going to live it to the fullest right here and right now, while many of us are waiting to get there. And I'm going to invite us all to keep in circulation with life, to let go of any notion that we are in any way limited, because God cannot be limited. And you are that power. You are the presence. You are the expression of the divine. And so only, the only limitation that you experience 
And I am being directive in this. I often try not to be quite so directive in this, but I'm going to be directive in this today. The only limitation you or I ever experience are limitations we set up in our own minds. That's it. And we, we play out those limitations in our mind. Are you ready to be done with that? I am. I'm ready. Can you tell? Today is a call to advance into life more fully, not to retreat from life, deciding that at some point in the future it's going to be better. Advance into life. Make a decision to advance into life. We have a right to be happy and fulfilled, and it is a choice to release any thought to the contrary. Release any conviction. This is something I'm going to invite you to do. Release any conviction that you may be holding on to from a previous faith philosophy that suggests that you are less than. Because that's what a lot of us walk into these rooms with. That no longer works for me. What they were teaching me there no longer works for me. And I want something different because I know that I am magnificent. And maybe today is the first time that somebody heard, you are magnificent, spoken directly to them. But the truth is, you are magnificent. I am magnificent because God is magnificent. And we are the power. We are the presence. We cannot not be magnificent. Don't you love a double negative? (laughs) Here's the thing. It takes courage to practice this philosophy and to practice it openly because you're going to be met. Anyone have a Thanksgiving dinner this past week? Perhaps where if you were to voice some of the things that I say up here on a Sunday, you're companions at that dinner table would look at you like you were crazy. You know what I think? I'm going to be a little judgmental now. I think they're the crazy ones. I think they're the crazy ones for holding themselves back. It takes courage to practice this philosophy in a world of circumstances that would seem to want to curtail this understanding. And you're right, Laura, when you said stop watching the news, stop connecting with all of those things out there. They have no bearing on who you are. They have no bearing on what you are except to the degree that you continue to ingest them and allow them to do so. So like Bob Newhart says in that mad TV sketch, stop it. (laughs) Oftentimes when I'm offering this kind of message, one of the questions that I get or one of the pieces of feedback I get as well. I don't really know how to do that. I can't do that. I can't claim my magnificence. I can't possibly. So if you ever ask yourself the question, how do I do that? Answer this question always. What can you do? And if you aren't ready to answer that, live in the question. What can I do? That opens us up to the potential. And our potential is infinite. That opens us up to possibility. What can we do? What ideas can I choose to embody today that will impel action? And here's the thing. It doesn't need to be world-changing. It doesn't need to be universal-changing. It just needs to change you. And here's what happens when you change yourself. 
the butterfly effect. When you change your own mind, you fundamentally change the nature of the universe. So if you are ready for peace to be the experience we all have on this planet and universally, decide to be peace. If you are ready for love to be the experience that we have on this planet and universally, decide to be love. If you want joy to be the experience, then decide to be joy. Make the decision that you are not going to let anything in the world of circumstance curtail that any longer for you. It requires living a life of conviction, absolute conviction, conviction in mind and in heart. We must feel it. We must settle into that heart space so that we can allow those forward-moving thoughts leading us to action and keeping us in circulation with life. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. The homework is a mouthful today. And the reason it's a mouthful is because I'm going to, oh, if you are new to our community, I give homework every week. And the homework is important to me because spiritual philosophy means nothing without application. And so this is my, this is my, this is my way of inviting you into application of the philosophy. So in that book, The Power of Decision, Charles Raymond Charles Barker offers us this. I'm going to read it in full. Start doing new and different things. Start eating different foods. Start activating your social life. Expand your circle of friendships. Go everywhere you are invited, whether or not you want to go. A Broadway Christmas is coming up, by the way. I invite you all to a Broadway Christmas. <laughs> Raymond Charles Barker continues, if you need new clothes, get them. If your home needs refreshing with wallpaper and paint, call the decorators. Shift pictures from wall to wall. Rearrange them in various rooms. And then I love this. This is very self-serving for him. Read books like this one. And then he helps out our spiritual centers and churches. If there is a metaphysical church in your area, attend it and support it with your money. <laughs> Give a little more than you normally would in order to open up your channels of receptivity. Do not eat alone too much. Do not be alone too much. And this is where I got my talk title. Keep in circulation with the human race. People are wonderful. God works wonders by means of people. Reactivate old hobbies or find new ones. Keep yourself well-groomed and wear your best clothes on every possible occasion. Find things to laugh about. The most important thing to do is to remember that God wants you to be happy. How's that for homework? And I get it. It's lifelong homework, and you're going to get another homework assignment next week. If you want to have this all written out, um, this does, this will be, that paragraph will be posted in the email that goes out tomorrow. Um, so if, if you want to review any of it, it is there for you. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. 
You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.